Are you tired of asking what if and operating out of fear? Are you always putting everyone else's needs before yours and now you are ready to put you first? Are you ready to walk boldly in your purpose and do what impacts people and makes you happy? This is your Confidence Reconnected, home of the supers, and here my guests and I share extraordinary stories of how we rediscover the superhero living inside of us, and it is my goal to help you do the same. Welcome to Your Confidence Reconnected. Welcome back, everybody, to an episode of Your Confidence Reconnected. It's your girl, EK Confidence. And I'm so happy to be here with you all. I hope you all are having a phenomenal winning Wednesday. Today, I want to talk to you guys about depression. I have been wanting to talk about this for a while. Didn't know which angle I wanted to come from. So I thought I'd tell you guys a little story about my own dealings with depression, being in it, coming out of it, and hopefully helping some of you or one of you who may not have even realized that you were going through depression. Because when I went through it, I certainly did not realize it. And it all started about four or five years ago. Now, of course, I feel like I was depressed at times throughout my life but it wasn't bad or it wasn't yeah it wasn't really bad until about four or five years ago I was married to my husband we had been married at that time for about nine years some of you all know we have four children we were living in our own home out in the suburbs and we actually bought our house right after the market crashed and everybody um, the mortgage lenders were being really crooked selling those variable rate mortgage loans and so we didn't have that particular kind of loan but some way or another, we ended up upside down in our mortgage. And that means our home was worth way less than what we were paying. And everybody, I I don't know if it was everybody, but a lot of people were doing these mortgage loan modifications to get their rent down so that they could keep their homes. And we tried to do the same thing. Some way or another, We were denied and we were still responsible for paying this really high mortgage on this home that wasn't even worth it. And my husband and I, we've been together since we were 19 and in college. And I guess we didn't really grow up over those years that we were together and then married. And we didn't trust each other when it came to money. He had his money. I had my money. And because we were going through this mortgage situation, I took that as an opportunity to just throw my hands up and not be responsible for what, what whatever was going on with the mortgage. 
not sure what he was thinking because we weren't communicating about money. But when the modification fell through, we didn't have a backup plan and we didn't have any money saved. And so we essentially ended up having to move out of our home with about 60 days notice. And let's say this was in April. We knew we were going to have to be out of our home by June. Now, in November or December time frame, a friend of mine gave me a bag of clothes for the kids. You know, with us having four kids, it was very common for someone to call us up and say, hey, we got clothes, we got shoes. And as you can imagine, living in the suburbs, people, especially if they only have one child, these were nice things. So I could get clothes or shoes for my kids and they would be really nice things. It was not uncommon. But this particular time, we got a bag of clothes from a friend who had been a friend for years. She didn't know or she didn't tell us that she had bed bugs. Now we had never experienced bed bugs before. So we get these clothes, they're bed bugs in the clothes. These bed bugs are eating my children every night at bedtime. And all I see are these bumps and I'm assuming that they're having some sort of a allergic reaction to the laundry detergent or some kind of food allergy that came up out of nowhere. Fast forward to April, we finally figure out we have bed bugs. So even though we had two months to leave, we decided, ask my mom, and I don't even think I asked her, I think I told her that we had to move and she knew about the bed bug situation. And did her and my dad want us to move back in with them? Of course not. But it's my mom and she loves me and she loves her grandkids. She loves her son-in-law. So they let us move into their single family home with them. So this is eight people moving into a single family home where two people are already living. And because of the bed bug situation, my parents were like, don't bring anything here. Literally just bring your bodies. That's it. No clothes, no dishes, no toys, no electronics. Just bring them here. I just told you we had never experienced bed bugs before. We were living with them for four months and had no clue that we were living with these bed bugs. So we get to my mom's house and I'm feeling so defeated. You know, we had both gone to college. We had decent jobs, but we also have four kids in private school, which was not inexpensive. And we screwed up. We screwed up. We acted like children when it came to our finances and we acted like we didn't know any better. So we're moving to my mother's house. The six of us are sleeping in a room together with the five of us. One, my, my son was able to take one of the bedrooms, but the rest of us are all in one room. Extremely depressing. Having to move back home, not wanting anybody to know that we had just lost our house. My 
my weed and liquor habit turned into a full-fledged addiction. I was smoking and drinking every free moment that I was not working. I was high as a kite. And it just got worse and worse and worse. I got to a point where I didn't want to be around the children. I was always yelling. I didn't want to be around my husband. And some days didn't feel like taking a shower. It was really bad. And it wasn't until I started using these brain hacks and changing how I looked at my life. It was, I had to be very deliberate and intentional to get out of that. And I had to, you know, implement some good habits because I knew I was going to get rid of those bad habits, but I also knew I had to have good habits to replace them with. But it wasn't until my life changed that I could look back and say, oh my gosh, I was depressed. And it made so much sense. And it was like, oh my God, this is what people go through. And it made me have so much grace and understanding for people when they are depressed. I started to think about situations and instances where I had visited a relative that usually showered every day, but now was going a few days without washing their clothes or they weren't cleaning their house or they were eating like crap or they were smoking and drinking more than usual. All of the things that I had been doing and going through And once I realized that that was depression, it really opened my eyes to people that were either in my circle, out of my circle, friends, family, that I had witnessed going through the same thing. Now, it is not a fair assumption to assume somebody who misses a shower for a few days is depressed. I'm not a doctor, not able to diagnose anybody, but... I know for a fact that there are instances where people that I was dealing with was going through something that could have been depression. And I immediately went to the other side to judgment and condemnation and lack of understanding. And so, you know, I'm, I'm appreciative and I'm grateful that that happened to me. Now I can say those things. Because I came out of it, but also I'm aware of it now when I get depressed. I truly feel that depression is a spirit and I don't have to take it on. It's easy to take it on, especially when you're in a funk, because then you don't have to be productive. You don't have to do what you said you were going to do. You don't have to address the boxes next to the goals that you wrote down that day. You don't have to be accountable to anybody, but it just ends up making you feel worse because guess what? When I don't shower, I don't feel like what I'm going to put on. I don't care about what I'm going to put on for the day. And then guess what? I don't care about what I'm going to eat. So I might eat something crappy, which will make me feel even more crappy. I may not comb my hair And now if I go out and I see somebody, now I'm all embarrassed. It's a domino effect of 
depression. So I'm so glad that I have figured out what it is. I know what it is when I feel it coming on. And Mel Robbins is this amazing woman who came up with this thing called the five second rule. And basically, once you think about something, you give yourself five seconds to get up and go into action. So when I wake up and I'm feeling lazy, I think to myself, five, four, three, two, one, get up. And I can hear her, her voice say, get up. It's the same with, oh, I think I should make a salad instead of a hot dog. Five, four, three, two, one, go make the salad. I should eat a piece of fruit. Five, four, three, two, one. I should drink a gallon of water today. Five, four, three, two, one, take another sip of the gallon of water. I understand that the things we talk about, they are not, it's not a cakewalk to do these things and to overcome things like overwhelm, superwoman syndrome, imposter syndrome, you know, drug addiction. Trust me, I am not even implying that this is a cakewalk, but some of us go through things and stay in depression and don't accomplish what we say we're going to accomplish. And we know we have the tools in us to get it done. And we choose to be defiant and lazy and a procrastinator. That's who I'm talking to today. So let's just get it done. Let's get up and do what we need to do. Let's act like tomorrow is not promised. Let's make the most of today. I hope and pray that this message blessed somebody. It certainly blesses me. And I realize this is a daily conversion. This is something that you have to be so intentional about overcoming once you once you realize that you're in it. Sometimes a, a brisk walk, a few jumping jacks, putting on a song. There are so many things that you can do to combat depression. And if you don't know where to start, one of my best friends is Google. We live in a day and age where I don't know is no longer an answer that we can give. If you don't know something and you don't take time to go find out the information that you need, then I'm more inclined to think that you don't want to know that thing. I love you guys so much. I hope this message resonated with somebody. And I look so forward to seeing you all next week on Winning Wednesday. Thank you for tuning in. I will catch you next time on Your Confidence Reconnected. Bye. Hope you have a great rest of your Wednesday and I'll catch you next week. Bye.